0: Everybody, it's time for And Then What Happens the serial fiction podcast where only you know what happens next uh, I'm Chris Robinson at Chris Robinson on Twitter this is my co-host
1: Kathleen Winsneski at on Twitter and you are the listeners you know what happens next because you are also the writers
0: correct uh, and if you are uh, super excited and can't wait to contribute you want to hit andthenwhathappens.com there's the contact form uh, fill out your information Send it in to us. We'll pick the best one. We'll get in touch with you and work out, you know, how you want to be credited and all that. And we're off. If you have any questions about the show, want to tell us something that isn't, um, you know, the next installment, you can just email us rather than use the the contact form on the uh, on the website. To email us, use and then what happens podcast at gmail. dot com. It's it's that simple. Speaking of submissions. Today we have another first. Last week, we had our first ever second submitted um, uh, writing submission, Mm -hmm. Christopher Irving. Um, Thanks, thanks to Chris. Uh, Today, our big first is an an extra X chromosome
1: (laughs) as our our first submission by a a woman writer.
0: That's right, a woman. Yeah, Yeah. we love that. So this
1: three weeks in a row. Of a big first that's following right. on the heels of Hernan Guardera's first ever, first ever.
0: Correct. We don't want to forget Hernan. We don't want to forget Chris. And we don't want to forget uh, Christina C. Now, this is, this is uh, interesting. Christina, uh, who's a friend of mine, uh, preferred to have a little bit of mystery here. And that's fine. That's totally on the table. We don't have to tell anybody about none of this. Except that it's a podcast, so people will hear about it. So... She is Christina C. Uh, if you want to follow her on Twitter, she is XTTweets, at XTTweets. And uh, she does her own writing on the side. Um, she has a romance podcast that she's prepping right now. And uh, it is called If I Knew You Then. Great title. Um, but she says that that's uh, coming towards the end of the summer. And I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, I I am too, uh, especially after reading this chapter.
0: That's right. And you're about to hear her chapter. And let me tell you, it is crazy. Um, Last week, Mm -hmm. uh, we had our quote-unquote hero. He's not really a hero, but the the guy we've been following, McGrady, get, um, you know, uh, taken away at gunpoint. He
1: knows criminals. He maybe has a criminal past. Um, he knows things about the Veracruz brothers of the Orlando, The Veracruz Florida. brothers
0: of Orlando, Florida, who happen to be seemingly dirty dudes uh, because they want a safe that McGrady has uh, filled with um, their bad business paperwork.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: it also, the safe has other things in it. There's some documents in there that uh, relate to Eugenia Ghost, a uh, assassin that was hired to take out McGrady, but she's mm-hmm. since flipped. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also contains the birth certificate of one Buster, who is the son of McGrady and uh, Donatella Veracruz. Donatella Veracruz,
1: cousin to the Veracruz brothers. Yeah,
0: the the evil Veracruz brothers. Um, so. Uh, Up until this point, we've only seen Buster in, like, brief flashbacks. Seems very young, and we know that something happened that broke up this family completely, and they haven't seen each other in a long time. Mm
1: -hmm. We know that McGrady is in Florida trying to arrange a confrontation with the Veracruz brothers. He wants to settle everything. Correct. And one of the people he turned to to try to make this happen was an old friend of his named Nomar. That's right. And that was actually, going to meet Nomar is where Eugenia Ghost picked up McGrady. Because she had gone through some kind of crazy procedure.
0: A a surgical procedure Mm -hmm. that added Nomar's shrunken head to her shoulder. It's very weird.
1: Yeah, but it was the way in which she was able to learn more about McGrady than any other person
0: that's right by by sort of like absorbing his best friend Mm -hmm. she she became she like knew her enemy better than you know someone who didn't (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) better than someone with a regular shoulder yeah
0: like better than just reading like a wikipedia article about him
1: from nomar's garage eugenia ghost takes mcgrady to a club presumably to meet daytona vera cruz Mm Mm-hmm. He's intercepted by Bazoo.
0: One of the Veracruz's enforcers, uh, who's like a dirty cop. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the the Veracruz real quick.
1: Okay.
0: Indeterminate amount of Mm Veracruz's. But for now, known, we know that there is Daytona and Miami. Mm -hmm. I think that's delicious. That is fantastic. (laughs) Can't wait to see more of the Veracruz's. I hope there are like hundreds of these guys. (laughs) But who knows? It's up to you guys. It's up to you guys, really.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so, last we saw McGrady, like you said, yeah. being taken off at gunpoint by Bazoo. Right. Presumably Captured. to meet Daytona.
0: Presumably to go to, to, to be offered up to Daytona. Probably killed. I don't know. It doesn't seem good. No. It's a supposition on my part. Mm.
1: And so then, we leave off with Eugenia running out to mcgrady's cobra
0: yeah mcgrady has an awesome muscle car a cobra
1: so then the only question that remains
0: and then what happens
2: there it is eugenia revved up the engine she reached in the back seat to retrieve a small black gym bag and rummaged around for a charger Pulling back the left sleeve of her jumpsuit, Eugenia uncovered her watch, snapped the face open, and connected the charger between the watch and the carport on the console. Call Chloe, she commanded. The watch repeated the command back to her, made a few beeps, and connected a call. A few ringing tones passed by until an upbeat voice greeted her on the other end. Getting a call from someone named Ghost in the middle of the night is very fitting for where I am right now, Chloe said sarcastically. Well, where are you? Chloe shifted her cell phone and gun to her other hand. She walked through a circle of hostages in black tie attire, all gagged and tied in the middle of a ballroom marble floor. She made her way to a set of large doors that stretched from floor to ceiling and cracked one open. She stepped outside and took a deep breath of fresh air. Italy, a castle feels haunted as hell. She slid her red-headed wig off and threw it over the balcony ledge. Remodeled bank? Eugenia asked. Private residence. A socialite had a party and we ended up making it a hostage situation. Tons of precious stones. Nice. Where's Buster? Oh, he doesn't go by Buster anymore. He wants to be called Lamont. Chloe looked back towards the ballroom. Lamont was waving a few of his team members to stay in place and keep watch on the hostages. He then locked eyes with Chloe and made his way to the balcony to be with her. How pretentious, but I get it, Eugenia grimaced. I'm looking at him right now. Why, what's up? Chloe's brow furrowed. Lamont furrowed his back and held his hand up to his ear to inquire who she was on the phone with. Ghost, she mouthed to him. They have McGrady, Eugenia said. Just as Chloe's heart sunk at the words that came out of Eugenia's mouth, Lamont wrapped his arms around her waist and kissed her neck. Tell ghost I said hi, he whispered before he proceeded to kiss her cheek and neck again. She stopped him, grabbed his chin, and kissed him square on the lips. It was in that moment that she knew things would never be the same between them. Of all the cons and bank robberies they pulled across Europe, Nothing would ever prepare them for having to go back and face the past they ran away from. They would either do something that would make them stronger and more inseparable than ever, or die trying. We'll be good to go soon, Lamont said before sneaking one last kiss and making his way back to the hostages. Chloe stared after him as he enjoyed his last night of ignorant bliss. She thought about the first con they pulled in Greece after abandoning their friends and family back in Florida, completely broke and no place to live. Then a bank in Canes they robbed that made Buster want to change his name to Lamont. While the apple didn't fall far from the tree, Lamont was much happier as a Eurocon and thief than tangled in the secrets, lies, and crime with his family back in Florida. Chloe? Yeah, Chloe said distantly. Are you going to tell him? Of course, I'm just going to let him get some sleep first. What time is it over there again? Eugenia sighed. Chloe broke her gaze on Lamont and looked out over the balcony across the courtyard. The sun was beginning to rise. She could see a pack of wolves lined up on the horizon. I don't know, but it's dawn. We've been up all night. Is it everything you hoped for? Chloe looked back at Lamont, who was lifting a sack full of precious stones and jewelry onto his shoulder. She waved her gun towards a man that was still wearing what appeared to be an extravagantly priced watch. Lamont winked at her and nodded. He gave tall, dark, and handsome a run for its money. So much more, she sighed. I'll try to get us on an afternoon flight. He's not a fan of the teleport pods yet think you'll have everything... ready? Eugenia's silence made Chloe focus more intently on their conversation. Hey, what they did to Adam, they're gonna pay. We never would have left you, but we knew you were going to be fine on your own, and we had to make sure no one could get the key to the safe. You're the best droid Adam ever made, and he loved you. Does Donatella know you have the key? Eugenia interrupted curtly. Chloe set her phone to speaker and placed it on the ledge with her gun. She tussled her now curly hair into a messy ponytail. I don't think anyone knows. We took it so people would just forget about everything in the safe. So if I tell Lamont and it turns out he doesn't want to go, McGrady's dead. It's that simple and all of this is over. She sighed. Eugenia was silent on the other end. Chloe shuffled off her black leather bomber jacket. Look. She retrieved a second gun from her gun holster. She pressed her thumb against the handle until the light along the grip safety changed from green to yellow. The magazine ejected. Lamont hasn't talked to McGrady or Donatella in years. He never said anything to me about either of them since we landed in Greece. If he brings the key to the safe, it's to get revenge for Adam, not to save his father. So I get why you're calling. Chloe clicked a fresh magazine into each gun and put them back in her holster. She looked back at the ballroom. The team was making their way out of the castle with duffel bags of stolen goods. Lamont was escorting an older hostage from the floor to an antique chair to sit. The hostage then took off a pair of earrings and handed them to him. Eugenia was still silent on the phone. But after this, Chloe began, you gotta let this go. Bust... Lamont moved on. You should, too. No matter how many people get killed, no matter how many people you get hired to kill, it's not going to bring Adam back. Get me? Yeah, I get it," Eugenia snapped. Just let me know when you land. I'm on my way to the place now. She clicked her watch shut and ended the call. You're Adam's droid? Nomar asked shakily. If you repeat anything you just heard, Eugenia breathed. I'll literally rip your face off with my bare hands. She slammed the car in reverse, shifted it back in drive, and sped off into the night.
0: Man, that was a crazy one.
1: So much to pick up on. Spread a little fun to your friends. That's right. And then what happens? Ta-ka.